welcome back to another one. I hear a crazy echo coming from you. <laughs> Nothing changed. Everything's the same. I don't know. Okay, now it's gone. <laughs> Whatever setting you got on that thing is just, I don't know. It does something crazy to your mic. Like, what is that? The noise gate? I think we were talking about that one time before. Noise gate's good. But anyway, I hope everyone's doing well. Hope everybody is enjoying uh, the new year, which is freaking flying right by us. Yeah, Q1 is done, no? Almost. Not well, yet. I mean, almost, yeah. It's nuts. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. So I hope everyone's doing good. Um, I don't know why I'm, my... I know I got the thing open back here, but man, I look like I'm bright. No lights in my room are on either. Um, you got the sunshine shining on you. Yeah, I'm like, what the hell? It's super windy out there right now. Um, why don't I, well, before we begin the episode, of course, make sure you guys check the description below. Get yourself a VPN. Make sure you guys protect yourself. We keep saying this, and some of you guys don't listen. Some of you guys do, but... Get yourself, get something. If you don't have it, get something. That's all I got. Make sure you check out buzztvglobal.com in the description below. Buzztvglobal.com has a lot of different devices, and uh, they are constantly upgrading their software. Like I said in one of our previous episodes, I've been talking with the development team to make a couple tweaks that I think make sense in their software as well. So they uh, hopefully will get a chance to working that into the software. And I think that it'd be pretty beneficial as well. They have a wide variety of products and even more products that are coming out very soon. So make sure you check them out. Buzz TV. Buzz TV. Okay. Crypto scams are increasing. Big time. Wanted to start the segment with this one. Crypto scrams. Crypto scrams. <laughs> Oh, hello, Pre. <laughs> Here we go again. What was that word that we got stuck on last time? Who knows? There's always a word. Pray, play, play plus, or play plus, plus. play plus. plus, plus, plus. They called plus it plus play. play. Play plus. I think it was called play plus, and we're calling it plus play, because play plus was like pray press. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even want to know. I don't want or to start press, up my brain again. Play, I don't know. I'm now my brain's hurting again. <laughs> but wanted to open it up with uh, crypto scams. Um, crypto scams are are increasing big time, and I know we've talked about a couple things. You pretty much summed it up. One of our episodes, you said if it's too good to be true, then it's too good to be true. Um, but I want to get into the nitty gritty of it. Like, what does it look like? How to how to spot how to spot them? <laughs> Didn't um, we talk about what was that thing? The Pixelmon. Pixelmon. Yeah, <laughs> we talked about that recently on our what the hell episode. So make sure you guys do check out that episode for this month. Um, but I, I, I'm going to share a story, and I think um, I've shared it before, but want to be sure I share it again in the beginning of an episode, so that way you guys can get your info. Um, I was on Instagram. I have a friend that posts and says, hey, hey, I can get you a lot of money with crypto. You got to invest. 
<clears throat> here's the thing. I know this guy personally. I've 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 shot guns with him. I've drank beer with this guy. Like, <laughs> is that how most Americans start their stories? We're really cool. We shoot guns together. We shoot guns and drink. <laughs> America. <laughs> but like, I, I, I personally know this guy and, 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 and his circle of friends. I, it's, it's part, part of his circle of friends is part of my circle of friends. Um, so I know them and I've known them for maybe a decade now. So actually, yeah, it's been a decade now down. So I, I see his post saying like, hey, guys, um, I turned $200 into four grand. And four grand is not guaranteed, but I can get you a good amount of money. I'm just like, oh, cool. I was like, dude, that's pretty cool. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm doing crypto, dude. That's where it's at. I'm like, dude, I've been telling you guys it, it's that's been where it's at for the last freaking five years, man. Are you kidding me? And he's just like. I know, man, I should have listened to you, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, he's like, I have this system now that I found out with a, with a buddy of mine that could flip your money. <clears throat> so I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like, good for you, dude. He's like, dude, you want in? You want in? I was like, no, I'm cool. First couple of times, I, I just said, no, I'm good. I'm good. And I kept seeing his videos over and over and over. And I kept seeing like stacks of cash. And he even posted a video saying like, hey, guys, if you guys want to earn some money, um, this is how to do it, blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, cool. And I was like, dude. So I said, screw it. Let me hit him up. He says, hey, send me 200 bucks. I can flip it for you right now. Cool. Send him 200 bucks. Ended up being a scam. What happened was all of that stuff that was before. His Instagram account got hacked. And. What they told him before they hacked his account, they said, hey, this other person that he thought that he knew, same thing, said, hey, send us a video saying, like, I can make you money with crypto. And what we're doing is, is we're sponsoring people. We're going to send money that if you send us these videos, we're going to send you a thing. Cool. He sent him the video through Instagram. They said, hey, we cannot um, we cannot download it. Um, is there any way you could upload it to this link? Okay. They send him a link. He clicks on it. And next thing you know, his Instagram got hacked. This link that they told him was an uploader link for him to upload a video was a thing to mask and record his Instagram. His, they, they grabbed his passwords they grabbed his activity, um, his bank statements. Like, they grabbed everything off of this one link. They're able to grab everything off of his phone. So, he got booted off his Instagram account. They took over. They used his videos that they sent to him, and they posted, all, they posted it on his Instagram, on his feeds, on everything. And, uh... The way I found out was, you know, he said, send me 200 bucks. I sent him the 200 bucks. And then he says, oh, you know, you have to pay a fee. There's a holding fee through Cash App. It's like $1,000. You got to send $1,000. And I'm just like, okay, this is a scam for sure, bro. I'm like, there's no holding fees with Cash App. I'm like, I use Cash App on the daily. There's no holding fee. 
if you send money, you send money like cash on hand. It's not, there's no such thing as a holding fee. That's bullshit. So he's just like, sorry, dude, I don't, I, I'm not in charge of these institutes. I'm just, I'm just the messenger. Don't shoot the messenger. I was like, hey, bro, no worries. I'll, I'll, I'll send Eric and Dorian over to your house right now in a minute. Just, just give him about five minutes. And he's, and then he freaked out real quick. He's like, what do you mean? I'm just like, I'm like, dude, we've been friends for a long time, dude. Like, are you really gonna, are you really gonna f with my money? Don't worry, dude. Dorian will be there right now, dude. He's, I already called him up. He's already on his way. He's like, bro, what do you mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not trying to get some issues here. Send me my money back. I'm, I'll make this super simple for you. I could either track your ass. Or someone's going to be knocking on your door right now. So I think I told you um, that the money that I did send to didn't match his name. Yes. It was a different person. <clears throat> and um, I ended up getting that person's Zell shut down and I ended up getting my money back. Um, I ended up getting that Instagram account shut down also. Like I ended up getting this fool shut down big time. Um, I'm just like, what, what the hell? Like, you know, what the hell's your problem? You know, um, I ended up texting my friend too, saying like, Hey dude, did you get hacked in Instagram? He's like, yeah, man, if they say anything about crypto, don't do it. <laughs> I was like, damn it. Why didn't I just call you to begin with? He's like, you got hacked. I was like, don't worry, dude, his account's shut down. He's like, for real. He's like, hell yeah. So, the first thing I would recommend based off of my story and I should have known better, but I was just like, dude, this is somebody that I know. And he's talking to me. Like I know him, you know, like, like, like this is my, my buddy. The first red flag that I saw it and I didn't think about it, which was stupid of my part was my friend's name is Bob. The Zell account that I sent it to, the name was Anthony. I know when you see a video, the first thing you say next level is if it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. But if it's a friend, sometimes it's kind of like, yeah, but this is a friend of mine. So if you go past that part <laughs> where you see a video that it seems like it's too good to be true from a friend... My first indicator should have been I'm selling this thing because before you actually sell it to somebody, it tells you the person's name. And what's what's even more interesting, too, which I didn't think twice about it. I was thinking like, oh, I'm like, maybe Anthony's his middle name or something. You know, the phone number was an area code that's here. And I should have verified it. Here's flag number two. I should have verified the number that he gave me to the number that I have for him and actually called it. <clears throat> so for me, when I'm, when, you know, for anybody out there listening and trying to spot these issues like this, when somebody says, send me a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks to some people are just like, yeah, whatever. It's a hundred bucks, you know, like, like, oh, cool. I get like 500 bucks back. Dude, that's awesome. Um, or a thousand bucks back. That's cool. Here's a hundred bucks, dude. No big deal. Yeah. Make sure before you send it, like cash app is a little bit trickier, but even when you send cash app, it says the name of the person. 
So that should be your first indicator. When you send it, it'll have the name of the person, sometimes a picture of them. I don't know, man. When people just say, hey, you want to make a lot of money? That's my first red flag. Because I'm like, what do you need me to make a lot of money for? Yeah, maybe that's a little bit heartless to think that there's not a lot of people that just want to go around handing out wads of cash to everybody. But you got to question things like, I don't know. I'm just like, why would you give that to me? Why wouldn't you keep that for yourself? Like, why do you need my 200 to do this, to do that? Like, why can't you just do it for yourself? Oh, you want to do it for me? Why don't you just show me the steps and I'll do it myself? That's just kind of how I am. Like, I'm like, you want to do what with my money? I don't know. That's just me, though. But the thing is that you've met people that have told you, hey, can I send you money and you do this for me? They're paying for a service of some sort. That's what I'm saying. It's kind of like if somebody says, here, can I send you some money? I want to blah, 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 and this and that, and la, la, la. And it's just like, oh, you could be, you could have been that other guy on the other line. So that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like for you, you take the initiative, like same thing with me. Like I'm like, oh, crypto, I, like I already know a lot about like how to do investments on it. I have the apps on how to do it, but there's always ways of doing stuff that I'm not familiar with i'm not an expert i'm not a pro i don't know every single which way possible every day there's new ways to do shit when it comes to crypto nobody's a pro right so that's why it's like okay if you have this thing and and it's just like hey dude like i could actually help you out too what if preppy says hey she sends you she sends you a video on your text message and says hey i need you to send me 100 bucks right now um like, like I, I, I just found this thing on freaking Coinbase or whatever, and and it's pretty cool. I'd be calling her. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd, I'd be calling because I'm like, where are you and what are you doing? Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, though, I'm like because she checks with me with anything that would have to do with stocks and crypto, and we talk about finances a lot. Like the last week, we've been talking about finances like every day. And like talking about like investments and, you know, ideas that we have for the house and things like that. So for something just to fly at a spur of a moment through a text message and be executed, it would be like, okay, something's up. Because <laughs> we talk on the phone all the time and we're always like, okay, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Like we, we don't usually execute something. Or she doesn't usually execute. She wouldn't. She would never execute something without talking to me on the phone first. Well, that's it what I'm saying. What if you just got talking on the phone, you hang up, and then she shoots you a text message and says, "Hey, you know what? I'm actually short a hundred bucks. Can you can you can you send me this hundred bucks so that way I could throw it in here?" You just got off the phone. If it's a place I don't know, then I'd be calling her right back. Like, because she doesn't have very many places she accepts money. So I'm like, yeah, but that's the thing. You're, you're, you're zoning it to very, very, very specific things though. You're overthinking it. If, if you just talk to, if you just talk to, okay, you just talk to her and she said, um, um, 
send it to my Genesis wallet or whatever, or whatever wallet that you guys have in common or whatever wallet that you know that she has. If she's, if you just hung up the phone and she says, send me a hundred bucks through your text message. You're going to tell me, you're going to be like, wait, I just talked to you. Now I'm suspicious. <laughs> I'm going to call you real quick. Well, after, yeah, because, because I, I would really, I would really want to know what's going on because she's like, we don't usually ask each other for money like that. Without having a conversation. So I would be like, why, okay, you're overthinking it. You I'm already trying. had the damn conversation. You're trying, you're trying to solve an issue that you think you already have because it's based on the conversation, but you're not thinking about prior to that. She no, no. calls you. No, you're on happening. the phone with her. It's not happening. And, 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 and you guys are talking about your finances, your daily finance conversation or whatever. And she's like, yeah, you know what? I'm interested in throwing some extra in Solana or whatever. I don't know, whatever it is that you guys talk about with your finances. And you're saying like, oh, no, you know what? That's probably not a good idea. You should probably do it in this other one. And she's like, okay, yeah, I guess I'll do that. I'll throw in like 500 bucks or something in there or 100 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever it is. You hang up the phone. She texts you like a minute later. You're telling me that you've never sent her money if she asks you for money? Yeah, but it wouldn't be like crypto like that because she's she would it would only be like through an email transfer and she's to not, a very specific address. She's not asking you for 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 crypto. She's just saying like, can you just send me a hundred Canadians? Hundred Canadians. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you just got off the phone with her and you guys had this financial conversation and then she messaged you and says hey can you send me some money i need a, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna put some money on the side for whatever and you just hung up the phone with her you're, you're gonna tell me you're gonna be suspicious automatically if she says i need it to hear here here if it's not a common address that i'm sending it to then yes okay that's your red flag then that means you're getting her information and you're like, okay, cool. Go ahead and send it to me. So your indicator at that point is the same thing as mine. If it's that address that I'm just like, like for me, I'm just like, what, who's, who's this name? Like who's Anthony? I'm sending it to Bob. If, if you're, if you're sending it to her and you're just like, wait a minute, this is not a typical address that I would send it to. That'll be your indicator. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If the conversation seems legit, but the address is wrong, then no. I'm then not, you probably call her back. I, for sure. A hundred percent. I'd be like, what's up? Something's wrong. Something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So here's the next question. If it's not preppy. Yeah. And you know, you and me get a bunch of emails all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What is your indicator? What is your indicator when you see? I know we talked about the freaking spooky mon or whatever the hell that is. Yeah, pixel mon. Yeah. Um, uh, email indicators for me is if they're emailing me, that's an indicator because I, anyone <laughs> who knows me knows I don't F with emails. I don't F with emails. The second indicator is the email address. There's, it's so common to see email addresses that are not even from the domain that they're talking about. So common. And then a next indicator is like, 
okay, that th- those two things are like my biggest flags because if anybody knows me, they would have to know me to to ask me for money. That's the biggest thing. But if anybody knows me, they know email is not the way to get a hold of me. That's it. Like it stops right there for me. You know that's true. If somebody mm-hmm. emails me, I tell them don't ever email me. I don't respond to emails. I don't. I hate emails. Okay. It makes me feel like I'm 60 and I don't want to do it. 60? <laughs> You're like, send me smoke signals. <laughs> okay, so scratch the emails. What about Telegram? Somebody messages you on Telegram and says, hey, hey, honey. <laughs> oh, my God. That, that's a Fred flag right there. I'm like, I don't know you. Get out of here. Block you right there if you start like that. <laughs> So somebody sends you a message on Telegram says, hey, uh, I see that you have uh, uh, next levels gains and yeah, gains. Okay. And um, I'm really interested to learn from you. You know, can I uh-huh. send you a dono? Okay. They want to send me money? Okay, they can send me money. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> No flags at all. Hey, they can they can send me money, but they're not getting my private keys. They're not going to get any information like that. All like if they're getting just a way to send money, not a way to like get into my accounts. Hell no. Here's this link. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. I, if you're sending me money, I'm providing you the method of transaction. <laughs> you're not providing me with shit get out of here get hell no you make me break this table right now <laughs> you're flipping it <laughs> hell no i ain't clicking on no links okay so don't click on any links get out of here um what if it's a sponsorship like i know i've been getting a lot of these alica zams and alica Alakadabra or whatever the hell like we have this new nft and blah 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 and my first question is always like are you guys minted where can i find you guys i need some info um even regardless of the email because sometimes i do find out that the, some of these emails are ended with dot cz i think that's china yeah a lot i'm of just time. like i'm like i'm like i'm like i need your info like where don't give me links what is it called where is it at where can i find it and that's what I do when I when you know I ask them for the info so that I can do my research on it. Um, the the problem with with I know with us content creators and sometimes it's it's harder for it's 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 we could find this stuff a lot easier versus like the like other people who aren't content creators are just like opening up some random email that says hey your Norton thing is expired and it's just like I've never had Norton in my life right Why am I, yeah. So, or Amazon, you know, it's, it's crazy or PayPal, PayPal is the other one with us. We get these advertisements. Like I get tons of emails. I get tons of emails. Oh, and I'll, and you and me had this conversation. Remember I was telling you that I was looking for that app, that voicemail app. Yeah. So as soon as I plugged in my thing, that voicemail app popped Cause up. that's a provider application. Yeah. And I know you and digital slang were like, dude, I've never used this shit in years. I'm like, you know what? I could give a shit if you've been using it for years. I just want to know if it's available or not. (laughs) But the first thing we told you was to put the damn SIM card in. Yeah. And I haven't, I didn't do it yet because I was making sure everything's going to be good before I sent it back or kept it. And then when you put the SIM card in, what happened? You got, you got the app you wanted. 
but that's the thing you have your sim card in he has his sim card in and it's just like but it's like literally it's kind of like this it's kind of like this i'm like hey you just had a you just had a bite of freaking norton's whatever they sell you just ate something from norton norton here's a who (laughs) tim hortons you you were talking about tim hortons yes so you had a yeah see okay so you got your donuts and you had a bite you had a bite of it and i'm asking you like hey how does that one taste like and then you tell me well no 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 no, no. the question that you ask over to no, ontario hold, on. hold hold the phone the question that you ask is does this phone have voicemail the phone doesn't dictate a service provided by your provider i'm just asking when you plug in your sim card did it have that app or not you didn't ask about an app you just said does it have voicemail the voicemail is an app it's never mind it's an app but that's yes it's it's dedicated on the sim card i get that part but i could also delete it i could also uninstall it and then i could also reinstall it and that's what that's why i was asking i was like i was like hey is it there what do you have and both of you guys were just like why would you need this i'm like why do you care i just want to know if it's there or not damn it (laughs) Is it there or is it not there? And I'll and and yeah, so I had to finally plug in my SIM card to figure it out. Um, but what I'm trying to say is I get a lot of voicemails, I get a lot of phone calls from companies or text messages for the exact same thing. And and have you ever have you gotten those text messages that says, here's a coupon for for whatever Tim Hortons? You get buy one, get one free with this link here. Do you, do you, have you ever gotten any of those type of emails or text messages? Maybe, but I still don't click on them because I have for anything that I'm interested in, I have the legitimate app on my phone. So if I'm like if and most companies are really good these days that if they're going to give you an offer, it's done through the application. Mm-hmm. So that's usually where I go. And I, I don't care what people text me because <laughs> like emails. I tell people too, if you text me, you're not going to get a response. What about companies like Turtle Beach? They're not going to they're not going to go to Telegram to find so, you. So Turtle Beach would be a company that I already have communication dictated through in an email. Like I'm expecting that, so I look forward to it. You know what I mean? But if I'm not, not expecting first. some not at first. At first, I was because we we had the podcast with them and we talked to them on the we podcast. Had podcast, right? But I'm saying yeah. we we opened up that avenue. Yes. But if Turtle Beach came to you and you got some random email from Turtle Beach at whatever dot cz, so I would be super reluctant. I wouldn't even touch it. Like I have companies that email me and they're like, "Yeah, we'll pay you fifteen hundred dollars for a sponsored review," and I'm like, "Nah, I'm good." Like I, I honestly, because okay, I'm a little bit different because. My channel doesn't get a lot of views and I don't produce a lot of videos anymore because all the shit that I've been going through with YouTube. So immediately I asked them, asked myself, I'm like, why would a company be willing to pay me if they're not going to get a lot of traction? So in my mind, I'm like, as a, as a business, I wouldn't pay this person. So why would they be willing to pay me? And it's sketchy at that point for me. That's just me though. I don't usually deals. I don't usually deal with sponsorships and companies and I don't do product reviews. Usually, usually anything that I deal with on my, on my channel is something that I purchased myself. That's usually how it goes just for me. That's just me though. Yeah. 
Well, it's because you don't. You've never opened up that door, so it's kind of it's harder. It's for scary. You to like, it's scary to go through the door. You know. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, here's free money. You're like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So that's how we spot them. Next level is a little special when it comes to the <laughs> the emails and text messages. Just don't do it. Don't do it. So that's 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 how to spot them. If it's too good to be true, or if it's somebody that you might know, um, then have them. Yeah, just say no. The other thing too is the other thing. The other thing is, um, I. I had another friend that recently was like, Hey, so, um, same thing with the crypto. And I actually said, Hey, send me a video through messenger. Send me a video saying, hi, Steve, I could get you money through crypto. Say that. What's today's date? Hey, Hey Steve. (laughs) And a spoon uh, on your head. Today's, uh, yeah, put your nose on your finger or put your... <laughs> wow. Pull it off your face and put it on yeah. your finger. Say, you know, give me today's date. Tell, say, like, hey, hey, Rojas, it's March, whatever, 2022. Hope you're doing well. I could help you get money with... I'm like, I'm like, give me an actual sentence that makes sense. Sometimes I'll even type it out. I'll say, hey, say this. And they're like, okay, nothing. I'm like, hey, so where'd you send it? <laughs> where'd you send the video? You said, okay, you didn't send it. Send it full send. So, yeah, I, I, I would, you know, and if somebody has a problem doing that, then, you know, don't do it. If, if you fall for it, just don't do it. And there's more scams than just the crypto. There's people trying to sell freaking eyelashes or makeup or weight loss pills or coupon books or or doggy treats or whatever the hell it is that you're that you're searching for um there's always going to be somebody out there that has some kind of coupon code for something and they're going to say hey this is great for you and of course i don't mind if if i help somebody i'll get a commission um i'll tell i tell people like you know dabs was hooked me up with the the getting some accessories for the oculus i'm like dude send me your links like you know i like you know you did some of this research like you know it's, it's a small kickback for them i don't care um it doesn't cost me extra so yeah those are the things uh okay next topic that was a long one (laughs) digital currency crackdown pushing companies that are doing it right to the front of the market ready for this this is coming from wealthymillionaire.com enforcement is coming they're oh man so uh, it says Wall Street echoed these thoughts, saying a digital currency crackdown awaits. <clears throat> um, just last month, Bloomberg reported that crypto lender BlockFi was ordered to pay $100 million to settle allegations from the SEC and state regulators that is illegally offered a product that pays higher interest to customers who lend out digital tokens. Have you heard anything of this yet? A fee? Interest. 
if they're offering the, interest on digital tokens, then they can get slammed because that's classified as a security. No. Say that one more time. So are they, the companies are offering their people, um, interest on the cryptos that they have. Is that what's yeah. going on? Mm-hmm. So then it's no longer, it's considered now a security. So they're, they can get fined under the sec. Yeah. So that's, 100. that's a big thing. That's why most of the companies that, that, that have the ease of use of like transferring to and from your bank account and that are from your country do not offer staking because staking in most cases is considered a security product. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, I know that this is very difficult for companies to do and all of the companies in Canada have chosen not to offer staking. So usually for, for myself, if I want staking, I got to go to a platform like Exodus or something like that, or and that's how I do my staking. Well, I got my, I, I, through Coinbase, I get to stake my coins, a couple yeah, of them. I don't know how that works in the States. I just know in Canada, it's, it's very cut and dry. They don't touch it. I wonder why. I, it's more hoops, I guess. I don't know. So they're trying to do this thing and they're calling it doing it the right way. Um, so this movement is putting focus on which exchanges are, and they're quoting it, doing it the right way and which ones are not, which is also creating a unique investment opportunity for in the no investors. So if you know, this will be a really big opportunity to do it, but that's only if they're doing it the right way. You know, I have somebody that can explain that. My, uh, my cousin actually got headhunted and she works for a crypto platform, but her job is to deal with the government regulators. So that's, that's what, that's what she does full time. She deals with government regulators to get kind of, well, she's a compliance, the compliance officer or something like that. So she deals with keeping her crypto exchange compliant to the government regulations. Mm -hmm. Interesting job. Yeah, it is interesting. So this is what has happened already since the regulation since the regulation is starting to pick up some steam now. Check this out. Binance was forced to announce that it will no longer offer digital versions of stocks like Tesla, Apple, and Coinbase due to these pressure uh, re- regulators. Second, you got to read that again. You look confused. Binance was offering stocks? Apparently. When the hell was this? Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. That's why, um, not that I don't understand. I'm just confused. I never heard of that. They were probably doing something small, like almost like Robinhood. Robinhood's got stocks, but they have a very few cryptos. Binance was probably just doing it backwards. <laughs> you know? Um, here's number two. 11 class action lawsuits were filed against digital currency companies like, here we go, Binance again, BitMEX, Tron Foundation, and a lot of other ones. The suit, the suits allege the company sold unregistered securities. Here's number three. Digital currencies exchange Apollo uh, Neex. Have you heard of that one? No. Poloniex. 
agreed to pay 10.4 million to settle US SEC charges. Here's one I know you're familiar with, XRP. XRP digital currency saw its value decrease by 60 by over 63% when the SEC announced a suit against parent company Ripple. Ripple which we did have a conversation about that not that long ago. That's right. That's right. That's right. There's a lot of issues going on with the SEC. There's some arguments like, you know, if Ethereum can do it, why can't Ripple do it and all this stuff. But, you know, at the end of the day, a lot of people are upset about Tron and they're holding forever and not Tron. I mean, XRP. I'm kind of like, yo, if I get 30% on, on something, I'm good. I'm happy. I'm out. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to sit there and try to figure out if this is a rug pull or if the government's going to shut them down. Like, give me my 30% and I'm out. Mm-hmm. So here's the ugly truth. Um, as these digital currencies markets were growing big time, <laughs> a lot of companies wanted to jump in to get their fair share, which I don't know how you would use the word fair share. <laughs> Keep your noses and your coffee and get out of here. Well, they were a little too eager and they didn't go through the proper channels. And now they are paying some hefty, like the trash bag, hefty, hefty fines. (laughs) I think that a lot of these crypto companies got way too ahead of themselves thinking that they could create a whole new financial system that would never have to touch fiat ever again. We're not we, we we're not ready for that yet. Like you still need to interact with fiat currency if you're dealing in, in crypto. Like you can't, for the most case, there are very, very select cases where you can pay your taxes with crypto. I've seen mm-hmm. certain companies being able to organize that. But 99% of the time, you can't directly pay for your everyday life expenses in crypto. Not yet. I'm not saying that it won't happen one day, but these companies built all these elaborate financial structures and processes and procedures in the thought that they would never have to touch fiat currency, never have to touch a bank account, right? Because once it touches a bank account, the government wants to know where's the money coming from? How is the money being produced? Is it in legitimate ways, right? Because the banks have to, they have to follow really strict guidelines as to how their investments work, you know, how their bank accounts work. Um, how their uh, KYC works. Do they know the customer? How does their anti-money laundering and terror financing investigations on the accounts for where the money is coming from? How does that work? Right. And anything that touches any financial institution has to, in, in a country has to answer to that government. They do. When I worked for the banks here, downtown Toronto, every day I was f- sending off reports to two, two government bodies, FinTrack and FinCEN. And one was the U.S. government and one was the Canadian government. And we had to report to both. So there's algorithms that are constantly going and searching for things that are unusual. And the government needs the answers to these questions because if it doesn't have an answer, then you're automatically unusual. You're automatically doing something that they don't want you to do because the government needs to know everything you do. Now, if you were capable of running your whole life without touching a fiat system then they may have gotten away from this longer. They may have, 
But then the government would probably be able to implement a system that when you went to go and do something that was related to your livelihood in that country, they would be able to figure out how to implement either taxing you through it on you know the purchasing side or some way, somehow. Because if they, let's just put it this way. If you are dealing with something locally, that means that you're dealing with a local company that has to abide by the laws in which it, it runs. And that's the bottom. It doesn't matter if it uses dollars or it uses freaking Sh Shiba coins. I don't care. It has to comply with the country that the, 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 the thing is built on. That's it. And I think a lot of these companies got way ahead of themselves thinking that they were living in a digital world when the metaverse, you don't even have legs yet. So you can't even run. <laughs> You're just a floating head. <laughs> right? Like you, you need to calm down. And that's what I really liked when I heard my cousin's story because the company went out and they headhunted her because she was a, like a, a big CEO exec of compliance in the actual major banks in Canada. And I was like, yo, that's kind of cool that they're actually looking to be compliant and their focus is to be compliant. That means that I can see longevity with that exchange. Mm -hmm. But now we're dealing with some of these. Binance is a really, really good example because Binance actually started in Canada, then went worldwide and forgot about Canada. You can't forget about Canada, right? Because he, he ended up not being compliant and being removed from the country that you started in. <laughs> wow. They want to grow so quickly and deal with so many countries because we're like, oh, crypto's decentralized. Everybody can come play in the sandbox. But every single country they expand to has to deal with that country's rules and regulations. So companies are expanding way too quickly and not understanding what they're getting themselves involved in. Yep. Um, here's another one. <laughs> European Parliament proposes expanding travel rule to every single crypto transaction. <laughs> okay, I seen this title, but I didn't understand what the hell it was talking about. Okay. Let me let me let me read this so that way you understand a little bit. Um the current version of the travel rule obliges banks and payment companies to store information that travels between payers and recipients make it available to authorities for several years the policy only triggers when a transaction exceeds the threshold of a thousand euros yes and in most countries it's similar most countries it's similar um some have pointed out that the regulation blueprint resembles the official advice of the Financial Action Task Force, FATF. Um, oh, here, let me jump onto this one a little bit. So the question here from Thomas Sposs is saying, is the FATF, the fat, the fat F, the fat F, <laughs> supposed to have such a strong influence on how European policy is shaped. With such le legislation, crypto exchanges will have to do even more of what they are doing, keeping records for their customers. This means more paperwork for the crypto companies and another obstacle for new entrepreneurs to overcome. 
So what they're proposing is to drop uh, th these two guys, I can't even pronounce their names, um, propose to drop the threshold for crypto transactions. It's at a thousand. They want to drop it even less or completely, which would force exchanges and wallet providers to record the travel information. So travel information is, is like if I'm trying to send next level money. So it's pretty much from me to you. And they're trying to do this for every single transaction. They want to drop this from a thousand to zero. So if you send a penny, we want a transaction of it. It's very difficult to do. I know that I have I have an exchange here that requires travel information for anything that's over a thousand dollars. And I tried to make a purchase for over a thousand dollars in Bitcoin. Um, to uh, a bit uh, a, um, a crypto mining company for a couple of the machines it was over a thousand dollars and immediately I got a pop-up and it's like uh, who are you sending it to and what's their address and I'm like I don't know it's a company like I don't know what their home address is I don't even know what like what name do you want me to put in here right so it's like I, I, there's so many growing pains that needs to happen because so what happens is the government's going to implement this requirement and, and the, then the companies are going to have to be compliant. But then the companies and the government don't really understand how the end user are going to use this feature. So it's almost like everybody's like grinding gears at each other saying, well, I need to use it like this and I don't know how to use it like that. And can we do it like this? And nobody knows what the hell is going on right now. Yeah. I don't I don't like it. I don't. I don't, well, from the way it's set up right now with the company I was dealing with, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't like it. Like a thousand dollars though. Like you want to drop that to what? 500 bucks. So anytime I send 500 bucks, you want to know where it's going. They want to do less. They want to, they want to take it away completely. That's insane. Like when you go to the bank, typically the banks have what's called a UTR and that's an unusual transaction report that's filed when it's above 9,000. $999. So why does the financial institution and in the banks have that requirement? And then crypto has a dollar requirement. If you're sending me a dollar, not no more. That they changed. Rule has changed. Has it? They're, they're changing that rule. I think to $500 now, if you receive, if I send you 500 bucks here, happy birthday, it gets reported. Now, now you have to put the taxes on it. <laughs> yo, the government's like, yo, we put you in a recession. You're not supposed to have money. Where did you get 500 bucks from? Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty much what's happening right now. That's what the banks are doing now. The banks are doing, if you get, and I want to say it's like 500 bucks now. If you get that amount of money, it's reportable now. Listen, I, as much as I would love to blame the banks, the blanks, the blanks, the banks are only compliant as to what the government is asking them to do. Mm -hmm. So it's not the banks, it's the govs, yo. The govs, the, the suits, the suits are coming after your bread. The wigs. <laughs> the wigs, the suits and the wigs, yo. So this is what's going to happen if this actually happens. And 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 th this is this is starting in Europe. And we know like once we have like a major a major amount of countries that begin to do something, it's just a matter of time before it wipes everyone else out into it. Wow. So European authorities or the powers to be, or as you call them, suits, wigs, whatever, 
they're going to be able to obtain the following. Name, first name and last, or middle name, whatever. The sender's home address, your physical home address. Your passport number, because remember, to identify yourself, you have to show them some kind of identification, driver's license, passport, whatever it is. They're going to be able to get your passport number and the wallet address of both the sender and the receiver. And there's one more part about it. Anything associated to the sender's address or the receiver's wallet address. So if you have like Coinbase, um, uh, if you have Coinbase Cash App, I'm going to name the big ones, Coinbase Cash App, Robinhood. Um, oh my gosh. Those big apps. Whatever you put your name into it, like if you say, hey, I have my first name, last name, my bank account, my address. So like if you give them all your information, now they're going to be able to pull that information directly from the app. Second, if you have Genesis, for example, and you have these long freaking codes that you put in, and if you lose it, you freaking lose it. They're going to be able to track IP now. Wherever that address wallet got sent to, wherever that IP address was created, or any kind of transaction history. It's... Okay, so yes, it sounds scary. If you have your IP address, they have your ad, your physical address if you're at home doing this shit. So it sounds scary. I want to clarify two things, though. One, this doesn't mean that crypto is centralized. Cryptocurrency at its core is decentralized. It's the companies that are doing things on top of it that make it sound like it's centralized, right? They're so trying. it's not crypto that is bad. People are trying to regulate crypto in a centralized way. And because you live in a centralized society, you have to follow those centralized rules. The second thing is, if you are not doing anything that is illegal, then you do not have anything to worry about. Because I can tell you right now <laughs> that whatever you're doing through your bank account, they already know where, who, and what the money is going to and from and your IP address already. So there's no difference between that. Mm -hmm. The bottom line is, yes, it is scary. But in order to be compliant in the society that you're in, you have to comply to the rules and regulations in which the government that you people elected, you people, just saying. You people. Rant done. So here's the last part of this argument on why <laughs> this is important, why they're saying we need to they're, – they're justifying the need to remove this 1,000 euro threshold for crypto transactions. Um, their draft argues that small transactions with cryptocurrencies, and I'm quoting this, are often used to fund one of two things, terrorism or laundering money. One of the two things with a loophole 
with this type of loophole would enable to use the digital assets to fund and hide unlawful activities. And of course, they they mark a couple things. Since illicit capital can anonymously move without geographical limitations with a good chance of remaining undetected. And they're back. sorry, go ahead. It goes back to what I was saying before. If the government doesn't know what you're like, where your money is coming from and where it's going, they automatically assume that you're a terrorist or you're money laundering. That is the automatic assumption, right? Um, the way that they're treating it now, it's almost like the beginning of wires. When you are wiring funds from one place to another, there is a lot of information that you need to fill out. So they're treating cryptocurrency transactions, no matter the amounts almost to this point, like a wire transaction. And, and, and I think that's a really good analogy, right? The same kind of deals with a wire because wires are very international, right? International, you can send a wire to any country in the world and then it would land up in their bank account. But sometimes here's the big difference, right? The government is obviously looking at it as a wire, but cryptocurrency runs a lot faster, a lot smoother, a lot cheaper than a wire does. So there's that. Okay. Here is the next one. <clears throat> this is interesting, and I and I kind of find it. I, I think I think I know why. Kind of curious to hear what your thoughts are. Uh, so there's been an, an analysis since the beginning of this year, 2022, up until now, for the first quarter, first three months. Google Trends reveals Google Trends data reveals that no one cares about the metaverse <laughs> or NFTs. Okay. Who produced this article? This came from cointelegraph.com. I think this this writer needs to open their mind a little bit more. Because there's some really interesting graphs that have come out lately saying that the adoption of cryptocurrency mirrors the adoption of the internet in 2000, the year 2000. So I think that everybody can agree the adoption of the internet from 2000 to 2022 has been very exponential. So cryptocurrency is in still the very early phases and nfts and the metaverse are very tiny branches inside of that there is so much room to grow it's not that people don't care it's an education factor at this point right it, the internet was different the internet was taught on a societal level you went to school, you learned about the internet. We talked about this. We went to school and we learned how to type with 10 fingers when most people today only use two thumbs. Mm -hmm. We would purchase programs to teach us how to, how, how to type the quick brown fox jumped over the whatever the hell it jumped over. <laughs> Didn't we? Yeah. That's not a lie, right? But yeah. it was pushed at home. The internet was pushed at home and the internet was pushed in schools. Now, crypto is pushed 
solely on the internet. You're not going to have crypto really being pushed in schools. It's not in your face in schools. Like I ask my son all the time about crypto and he's like, well, I don't know anything. Right. So it, it, it's, it's a different concept. It's not that nobody cares. It's an educational factor. People are trying to figure out why should they care? Why? Why should I? What is Bitcoin and why should I care? Right. A lot of people are still asking that question. The first thing they say when, when somebody comes to you and they're like, oh, you know a little bit about crypto. So, so what is it? It's not, oh, you know a little bit about crypto. So what is, what is an NFT? Actually, there is a lot of people asking about NFTs now. So that's why I'm a little bit like this person needs to open their mind a bit because I get people asking me more about NFTs now than they're asking me about Bitcoin. Well, I don't think it's about the, this guy opening up his mind because all he did was he went to Google Ads and searched these two terms. He just put in the word metaverse and then he put in the word NFT. It doesn't matter to his own conclusion, though. It Well, no, I, I wouldn't agree with that. I wouldn't agree with that. If, if somebody wants to know what an NFT is, how would they search that in, in, in Google? There's still a lot of people who don't know how to do research. Okay, how would you ask that question if you don't know what NFT is? I would, well, personally, I know how to research it. So I'm going no, to research I'm not asking it. You to research. How do you ask the question if you don't know what an NFT is? What is an NFT? What is an NFT? Okay. If I'm asking you as a person, I'm like, I'm, you know, like I have, I have no clue. I have no clue. What is the metaverse? That, but I'm finding know, a lot more people wanting to ask the question to a real person and not searching it on the internet. Hey Siri. Hey Google. Siri's not real, bro. Hey Bigsby. Bigsby. Alessa. Like, dude, everyone's talking to these devices. And the thing is that Google is grabbing all of that information and looking it up as a global worldwide search term off of it could come directly from Google. It could come from your voice things. And what they're finding out is not a lot of people are asking what is an NFT. What they are asking is, is what is Bitcoin though? Bitcoin is going crazy. And I think the reason for that is because freaking crypto.com and all the commercials that they're blasting all over the place. That and I, I know that we don't really want to get into all the politics and everything, but there's a lot of donations and things that are being promoted in this time right now through crypto right but i think it's and even before that when there when there is like some kind of like disaster reliefs like you'll see a commercial that says we accept crypto paypal whatever you know like we're starting to see it more often i know with today's situation with what's happening over there across the globe um it's again another they're, they're it's more promotion it's more promotion of what they're doing Yes. And I think um, it's it's it, I do agree with you when you say it's it's the it's that people are not educated enough and they're within the discovery phase of what is an NFT or what is an, a metaverse. But they really don't. I, I would I would almost agree where they're just like. Who cares and who care who gives a shit about NFT when I have no idea what the hell Bitcoin is? I need to figure out what the hell Bitcoin is first before I dabble into NFT or the metaverse. Now, here's a great opportunity though. 
because people are not searching NFTs or the metaverse. This is a great opportunity for uh, investors who are looking into the right type of markets. Like gaming crypto is huge. And that is barely starting. I would I would go as far as crypto gaming started last year with forming groups of people like shill or project seed you know what i mean um i know you were telling me like hey have you tried horizon <laughs> you know i think it's i think when it comes to crypto gaming and how that aspect is going like dude i'm i'm, I'm barely messing with the quest too it's opening up a whole world but not a lot of people are in it already and and i think it's going to open it up for people who are investing in the right in the right time i think that there's a lot of interesting pushback in the media that's making people draw mental blocks about how much they care about cryptocurrency right when they when they hear things about here, here's a prime example when they hear things about crypto mining the news will show a news story about the police raiding a place thinking that it's a grow op, but finding out that it's a crypto mining place, but they were illegally stealing energy from the grid. Mm -hmm. So then all people understand from that point is crypto mining is illegal. It's bad. No, as long as you pay for your electricity, you can crypto mine, right? But the news has a way of spitting things that makes it bad for people. So when they start to do stories about them busting crypto mining places and them shutting them down, they're not really putting it in a way to, to really give it an unbiased perspective so that the people can understand. So there's so many stories in the news right now where people are like, Bitcoin is bad. Crypto is bad. Crypto mining is bad. DeFi is bad. NFTs, rug pull. You're going to lose your money. You know what I mean? Like, it's just the people are scared to research at that point because they don't know when something like XRP is going to be classified as a security and your money's gone. It's locked up. How do you get your money from there? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I think that there's a certain level of a scare tactic that's coming from the general media that is stopping people's brains from doing the research that's needed. Yeah. Well, they're doing it on purpose because it's, you know, let's be honest with a lot of this shit. When it comes to the media, the government's pushing their agenda. Yeah. And, and you know, I've seen, I've seen people on the news saying crypto is stupid. It's a waste of time. You're throwing your money around to like, they're just like, you might as well just grab all your, your hundreds or thousands or whatever of dollars that you put in, grab, put it in the trash can, put some gas and throw a match. That's what you're doing. They're just like, it's, it's a stupid, meaningless thing. <laughs> One, I would be like, well, where are you getting the money to buy that gas? Cause right now, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why that's what I'm saying. It's kind of like like there's a lot of people out there that are just very like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if you want to call them haters or what you want to call them. But it's kind of like, damn, dude, like like just because you don't know doesn't make it stupid. It just makes it that you just don't know. You know, th there's there's that saying that there's no such thing as um, stupid questions. Well, in the military, we say there's no such thing as stupid questions, only stupid people. <laughs> it's like, if you don't know, then you don't know. It's like, no big deal. 
don't make it seem like this is retarded or this is dumb or this is whatever. It's like, no, it's like, you know what? It's something that you don't understand. You might not understand freaking the quantum physics of whatever, but that doesn't make it stupid. That just means you just don't understand. That's it. There's a difference between asking a question realistically and sarcastically. Because there's a lot of people that will ask a question sarcastically. They don't care about the answer. They just say it as a sarcasm. And, and you know, if you want to be ignorant to certain topics and situations, I mean, that's, that's on you. But if you want to generally know a question, then you should ask that question until you understand the topic. Mm-hmm. Never stop asking why. Never stop asking why. <laughs> Yeah, so pretty interesting. Um, here's the last one. Last one that I got for today. You're interested of, or you're you're you know about the sandbox, right? Isn't that a a, a crypto? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's there's a metaverse. The sandbox metaverse hits two million users, and they're gonna begin. Uh, with K-pop partnerships. Of course they are. Of course they are. So right now, there are 200 quests in which players can complete to earn a chance of getting an Alpha Pass NFT, which will reward the owners up to 1,000 sand, worth roughly around $3,000. Um, the Sandbox Metaverse game, if you guys don't know, it's a NFT. It's a non-fungible token investment. Um, and it's an investment with giant Animoca brands, which I've never heard of. But they're in their, they're in season two alpha right now. Season two alpha already. Uh, the crypto game backed by NFTs and its native sand token has been in the works for roughly four years. And the latest preview in the game comes just a couple of months after its long-awaited season one a couple months ago. Um, season two officially went live. Uh, it went live officially. I'll give you a date. February, th- oh, I'm sorry, March 3rd of 2022. March 3rd. And any user is able to freely explore 35 different virtual experience. Check this one out, including a sneak peek of the Snoopverse in partnership with the popular rapper, of course, Snoop Dogg. Can I use, can I, can I go on my, on my, my Oculus to see this? (laughs) That's what I think Horizons is, isn't it? I don't know. I, I mean, I haven't tried it. I, like, I just thought. Anyways, so, you know, when people start hearing about the metaverse or NFTs or, or whatever it is, when they see, um, you know, digital land being sold and stuff like that, and they're like, well, why? And I think that they need to go back a few years and really think about people have been spending money to purchase things in games and online for years without the actual right of ownership mm-hmm. zero like there's people that spend 
20, 30, $100, $200, thousands of dollars a month on both mobile gaming and and console gaming for in-game items that they don't actually own. So to understand why there's money when it comes to cryptocurrency, NFTs, and uh, digital property and assets, then it was only the natural evolution of being able to purchase something in a virtual place and actually own it. How much, I'm not even going to try to fathom how many thousands of dollars that I've lost in the last 10 years by purchasing through a digital platform for a digital verse of some sort that I never had the ownership for. Yep. So as silly as it sounds, it kind of makes sense to me. Like you imagine if I could go into Call of Duty and, and buy, I don't know, or even create a skin that looks like me. And then I end up becoming a YouTuber with a big following and I mint it. And then I sell it. And then everybody buys a costume that I created. People are doing this shit already in Roblox. They're creating items. They're creating all kinds of this shit. And you have little kids that are doing this. Mm-hmm. But it's all about supply and demand. If you supply something and there's a demand for it, it has value. They're just putting a dollar amount to a value. If it didn't have value, nobody would be buying it. And that's what it comes down to. If, if I, It doesn't matter what the hell we throw online. If I throw online that I'm going to sell you the Mona Lisa digitally and I drew it with like a, like a, a stick pencil and it like looked like garbage but there was no value to it. No one's going to buy it. There could be value in different ways. No matter how trashy the art is, value can come in so many different ways. It could be the artist. It could be, you know, something. It just As long as people find value, they're going to spend money on it. Yeah. What was it? There was a Pokemon card that was sold recently for like over, I think, a million or $2 million. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? One card. Oh. it's insane absolutely insane yeah so i hope you guys enjoyed today's episode <laughs> it's been a hell of a lot of info um yeah make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel make sure you guys are following us leave us a comment below what do you guys think what was your favorite article what was your favorite topic on this one um, would love to hear from you guys and always interested on what it is that you guys like. I know we've been getting some messages saying we want more crypto, so we're going to give you guys some more cryptos. Um, yeah, we always appreciate you guys when you guys do come over. So uh, next, anything you got to say before we get the hell out of here? Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Beyond the Streams. Make sure wherever you're listening to us on the audio side that you leave us a review so other people like yourself can find the content that you enjoy. If you're looking to be a part of the conversation, be a part of the community, make sure you come over on the YouTube side on the Beyond the Streams YouTube channel where you can interact with us live every Thursday around 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you're also looking to uh, you know, get little bite-sized clips of what we do over here, there is the BS clips channel which gives you short little five minute clips 
of different episodes that you possibly missed. Episodes that, you know, you could have other content creators on there, as well as other people from companies that you're either already using their products and services, or you should probably be checking them out. So make sure you have that notification bell turned on and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.